Welcome to the Pilot Podcast. Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week we're checking out the new Netflix series, The Society. So stay tuned to the end to learn how these kids got it all wrong and how BJ and I would thrive in an environment like this. So the whole premise of The Society is a group of kids at this Connecticut high school who leave for a camping trip. So they all get up on the buses, their parents wave goodbye. And then there's like a weird storm that goes on and the kids return to the town. But everyone's gone. Parents gone. Younger brothers and sisters gone. Old people gone. Single non-parent adults are gone. Mm, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Yeah, they only talk about their parents, but there are a lot of other people. Yes, there are people who don't have kids who are adults like you and me. That's true. I erasured myself. Yeah, we were not accounted for in the group of missing (laughs) people in that town. But the struggle is they now are in this town and they also find out they're trapped in the town. They can't contact the outside world. If they try and drive to the edge of the town, it's all just wooded area. And so it asks the question, a la Lord of the Flies, how are they going to survive? Can these teenagers establish a society? Can they maintain order? Or is everything going to go down in chaos? And obviously, it seems as though we're careening toward chaos. Yeah, the show is suggesting that is the natural outcome. Have you read Lord of the Flies? I don't believe I have. Okay, so I had to read it several times in high school because our curriculum changed. And so teachers kept being like... This year, we're reading Lord of the Flies. I just happened to catch the year every time. It sounds like I have repeated several grades, but I (laughs) happened to catch the year every time that we did Lord of the Flies in high school. And then we had to do a senior project on a book in our AP English class. And I chose Lord of the Flies because I've read it several times anyway. So I'm no expert on the book because it's been at least 10 years since I've read it. (laughs) But (laughs) because I doubt I read it again senior year to do that project. But I think Lord of the Flies was a really great look at how people from seemingly good society or seemingly upper crust society can devolve immediately as soon as they're put in a scenario where the rules of the world, the social mores no longer apply. So early on in the show, the football players see graffiti that is actually writing on the wall, which one of them spots, and it says, Mene Mene Tekel Ufarsin, which means God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. You have been weighed and found wanting, which is terrifying. Strong message. And this kid knew what it meant and said that to the others. And one of them was like, uh, this is just hoodlum graffiti and it'll be gone because we live in too nice a town for something like this. Mm. And so that's the precedent of this upper crust. It strikes me as some northeastern town that may even be called a village like they like to call them in New Hampshire and other places. And they immediately descend into chaos as soon as the adults aren't there, as soon as those checks on society aren't there. Yeah, we see one of the first things that the kids decide to do after they can't reach their parents is throw a party in the church. They break into the church, which I think will turn into a town center. Mm -hmm. It seems like it was before a town center, which leads me to believe maybe this is a religious town. 
So that's especially an act of rebellion for them. They were spilling beers, tearing pages of the Bible, Mm -hmm. things that if you come from a Christian home, I can't imagine a more rebellious way to celebrate your first day of quote unquote freedom, which also was an interesting thing to celebrate because I would be freaking out. Yeah, it was after the party that we see a couple kids who are like, we can't call 911 or get on the internet or watch TV. And then still only a few of them are panicking. I saw only one kid reach for a Xanax, which was shocking. Yeah. These kids were very calm about the fact that they were isolated from the world and missing their family. And they can only text each other. Very weird. They have electricity and enough cell service to text and call each other. But that's it. I assume they also have running water. Yes, because that guy took that Xanax in that weird way that people do in movies where they stick their head under the faucet. I've never done that in real life. Maybe some people do do maybe some people do take pills that way. I've never seen it. Yeah, he didn't have time to find a cup or a glass or anything. That's not how I take my morning vitamin. They do seem to have the basic necessities for modern day society. But it's not until I think the next day or maybe two days later that someone's like, we should probably ration our food. There's a limited amount of food. Which leads me to the question, Beach. how would you have handled this differently? Because you and I were talking a bit about the mistakes that we immediately spotted. Like, for example, they only tried calling their parents and not everything. Yeah. So we were strategizing our own survival plan as well as criticizing the cast while we were watching. I think the first thing, if I can't reach my parents, I'm going to be looking on the internet. Let me check the news. Let me call my family out of state. Let me just call someone out of state. A 1-800 number. Hello, help me. Yes. 555-867-5309. Am I checking Twitter? You said, you know, I would check Twitter for crisis. Yeah. Is there an apocalypse that we didn't realize? Apocalypse, Armageddon, what's happening? Is everyone in a bunker and now we're stuck in this town and we got to deal with whatever's coming? How do I make my way to the survivalists in Oregon? Exactly. And get them to accept me. We both feel like they should have tried to communicate with the outside world earlier. They do figure that out later. But it took them some time to even think about that. It was very odd to me that their first reaction was, all the adults are gone. Because as soon as they come up on the town, it's eerie. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they were sent away is not because of any normal scheduled field trip or anything like that. The premise of the show is they're sent away because the town keeps having this weird smell. The townspeople are nervous that it's chemicals or something. So they send the high school kids away to the mountains to get fresh air. Mm -hmm. And so they're being sent away for their health. So if I come back knowing my town is nervous about some kind of chemical agent that is unhealthy, for some reason, my bus has turned around. I don't know how this happened. And now I'm back here and it's this weird wasteland. And there is no one but all of the trappings of my parents are here. So their homes, their cars, their things. There's no clear sign that my parents, whether or not they chose to, left at all. Right. And that brings up a good point. It takes them a while to also think about the smell in the town is gone when they return. Mm -hmm. The reason they were sent away is no longer there. And the writing on the wall disappeared. Yes. One guy tried to say (laughs) they probably cleaned it up. They were not gone that long. 
that would have been the least of people's concerns of a weird chemical smell going through an entire town. Mm -hmm. So there were definitely warning signs. I think another interesting thing to bring up is our particular strategy for what our immediate survival acts would be. So after we can't contact the outside world, you want to talk about some of the things we would try to do immediately to establish ourselves? Yeah, we had a good little chat about this, listeners. We talked about how you know we would try to drive out. So step one, loot. Mm-hmm. Got to go to the hospitals, got to go to the grocery stores, really corner the market on food. If we can go to the bank, gold bricks, money. If, if currency ever comes up again, we're going to have the run of it. Mm-hmm. Food, especially non-perishable items, things we can ration to other people in order to assert ourselves in a powerful position. But of course, being benevolent leaders in food and medicine and currency and gold. We would just immediately get to looting. We also talked about grabbing a red box because we're going to need entertainment. If cable doesn't work, we'll get bored. You know, Netflix doesn't work in a society without internet. Yeah. So we'll need that. Hit up a Best Buy. Take a lot of electronics. Really make sure that we're having fun. You need to unwind. And we also talked about grabbing, if possible, if they have a Costco, treadmill, some free weights, a Peloton bike, things to keep us fit. Because, of mm-hmm. course, the first step is hot wiring a car and seeing if we can run out of there or drive out of there. Yeah. As soon as that's not possible, we obviously have to park it in our home. And not our home, but the home that we find that's the biggest that we can commandeer. Because now we're in squatter's rights situation. Yeah, a nice safe home that we can secure and be comfortable in. And not huge. You know, we're not show offs. Yeah. Just really comfortable, at least a bedroom for you and me separately. And then let's say a couple more because you and I will both need fun rooms. Yeah, a couple more. And we got to have a guest room. You never know. Yes, that's true. Okay, so I'm looking at a humble five bed, say four bath. Four and a half. Have like a half on the first floor. Yeah, I hate when people use the full baths. That's true. That's a good point. I like that we're talking about this. Like we don't both live in one bedroom apartments, <laughs> one bedroom, one bath apartments. But yes, if it were to happen... You and I, I think, have our heads on straight. And the last thing we noticed, which comes up in the episode, is you and I were building this town, thinking of these people as weak and building our utopia of controlling the medicine and the food. But one kid had a gun. Yeah, we forgot about weapons. (laughs) So he immediately became president of the town when he broke out that gun, when they had that little church town hall meeting. So you and I, of course, have amended our plan to take all possible weapons and then recruit, you know, maybe the the Eagle Scout type of kids to be the ones we entrust with ropes or knives in order to do exploratory missions to see how we can get out of there. Because, of course, you and I can't do them, but the guns no one gets. You and I are just stockpiling them and you and I will just learn how to use them on our own. I don't want anyone teaching us. I don't want to show that weakness. We'll practice in the backyard. (laughs) We'll practice in the basement if we need to. Hopefully nothing will come back. That's why we'll need a big house because we can't have anything come back on us. We can't ricochet and hurt ourselves. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we'll need kind of a bigger house now that that we're spitballing out loud here. Yeah, we have to pull a Cassandra. So Cassandra is the student council president. Yes. And so she immediately tries to take on a more leadership type role for the group. She's the one who brings up the rationing of food situation. And she's kind of the most level-headed that we see so far. Yes. 
And I think we would have to kind of take on that calm approach to lead people. There are going to be the people who don't want to listen. So then there was also a rich guy, Harry. He didn't want to listen to Cassandra. He got his old bricks and he just wanted him and his girlfriend to, you know, do their own thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to deal with people like that. But I think we would pull off Cassandra's role of wanting the best for everyone. We would have to deal with the people who have the guns because that's when we first see the group kind of split, you know. Yes. It seemed like they were all going to come together. You bring in a weapon and then you got to decide, are you pro-weapon? Are you against them? That changes things tremendously. And you and I, of course, don't take a policy position on that. We just keep them all. And then we see another situation that's a major game changer. So some of the kids did try and explore out in the woods to see if they can find people Mm. and escape. And a girl gets bitten by a snake. They don't have any resources to save her. So they bring back her body. And now everyone's like, we have our first casualty. And that's a huge wake up call because apparently people still thought this was fun and games. That's a big turning point in Lord of the Flies as well. Oh, can you talk about that? The first death was accidental. And then everyone after that, for the most part, I believe was murder. I see something similar that this death was definitely accidental or just due to carelessness. But I do think any future deaths are going to be from violent acts between the kids. Totally. Me too. Do you know why Firefest attendees started peeing on others' tents to mark territory within just hours of arrival? I don't know how they behave that way around the corner from a sandals resort, but I have an idea because I've read Lord of the Flies. Our listeners can too, because this episode is brought to you by Audible. You can find Lord of the Flies, Lord of the Rings, or any other book ring-related or not at audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their amazing selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! And now back to our show. There was another concern of one girl, the town leader. Cassandra. Cassandra has some sort of heart defect. And so she Mm -hmm. needed her medication to live. And so I'm curious about the people who need medicine or other medical interventions. Like the girl who died, she's allergic to snakes. How do we operate? Because, you know, food, for example, you need to ration it and keep it to last for a while. But you can also Martian that thing, right? Like if it comes to it, we could grow food. We can navigate that. Mm -hmm. You can't grow pharmaceuticals. True. And then you had that one kid who was like, you know, I can study. I can learn how to take care of me. Go to the hospital. I can do 10 years of med school in a few days. So there would definitely be an issue of how do we take care of people with pre-existing conditions when we lack the expertise? It was also interesting to see the two sort of marginalized kids be the most chill with the chaos. Right. The kid who is deaf was like, maybe this is just... It just is. Yeah, that's that was the phrase is maybe it just is. Maybe this just is how the world is now in the same way that I became deaf could be the same thing with this world. And the kid who is in foster care said similar remarks to the girl, more like evening the playing field. He was like, I guess we're all orphans now. So it was interesting that the two kids <laughs> that come from maybe tougher backgrounds 
were like, life is chaos. Yeah. Let's operate from there. Now you understand. Yeah, that was interesting. Those might be the ones we got to watch in our new society. Yeah. We're a little too comfortable with this situation. To be honest, the people that we have to watch are the ones we'd have to put on our council so that we can keep the closest eye on them and keep them happy. Oh, make them think we trust them. Because we'd have to immediately start a council so that people feel as though they have power. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or agency. And they do. Some sort of responsibility or importance to our new society. And they do, because I don't think you and I want to get bogged down in the day-to-day. Are we we going to control the day-to-day through the fact that we have all the weapons and medicine food? Yes, for sure. But are we going to every single GCAL meeting? No, we're spying on them. Delegators. We record the meetings and listen to them later if our spies tell us Something suspicious happened. Exactly. We'll listen to them on our Peloton time. Exactly. We have movies to watch. Yes. We have food to cook and eat. Yes. And like you said, we have to exercise. We got to stay fit and ready to run if necessary. In the same way that Beyonce, when she used to do media interviews, talked about how she wanted to get more fit to be... Mm -hmm an even better performer. And in order to build endurance, she would run miles and sing scales while doing it. Oh, that's difficult. Which is why she can do all that dancing and acrobatic stuff on stage while still singing. I'm sure Pink has some sort of similar regimen because Mama loves a trapeze show while still giving you vocals. So similarly, you and I would have to be able to do the Peloton, run on the treadmill, maybe run while holding weapons to make sure that we don't drop them. We're training in the basement of our home. We're training constantly. We will be the survivors. I think that's what makes the difference is some of those kids, you can tell they just don't have that survivor instinct. I think some people have it and some people need to develop it. And I think you and I have it. Yeah, which I think is very interesting and surprising to me to see that some of them aren't even thinking about that. Yes, which I get it's a show. So we're supposed to watch the drama build. Mm -hmm. But it's still interesting to see that people weren't like, what's the number for the White House? Right. You know, is there a a landline? I know they're teens, but the landlines work. Use radio. Can we like hear someone with a distress signal? Are they warning us? Yes. Also, these teens live at home, right? So their parents still use the radio and landlines, right? They should have access to it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll think about that after the first week. You know, they're a little slow to think about these things. I think those first few days that people are partying and celebrating, you and I would to build a really good setup for ourselves in a modest five bed, four and a half bath home. I say at least 3,000 square feet so we can have a proper range for our shooting practice in the basement. Yeah, at least five acres. We don't want to be too close to the streets or our neighbors. Yes, absolutely. But we need a means of traveling quickly to the edge of our property because we also don't want to be isolated. We have golf carts and trucks and sedans. Yes, because we've YouTubed how to hotwire cars. Yes. And honestly, we could just probably go in people's houses and match the keys to the cars. Okay, so before we wrap up, I think there are a few fun things to point out. We actually recognize some of the actors from some recent works Uh, and past projects. Uh, So our star, uh, the character Allie, is played by Catherine Newton, and we just saw her in Detective Pikachu. Yes, and she's on Big Little Lies. She's Reese Witherspoon's 
daughter. And we also have Christine Frosa. She plays Kelly, uh, Harry's girlfriend, maybe ex-girlfriend. And she was in Sarah Burgess is a Loser, which is another Netflix movie that you might be interested in. She was my favorite character in that movie. Yeah, she definitely had the best role in that movie. And Gideon Adlon was in Blockers. She actually had a really wonderful role in the Blockers movie. And she's Becca Gelb on The Society. And I think you mentioned that Sam Elliott, who's played by Sean Birdie, who is a deaf actor, was also on another popular series. Switched at birth. Okay, before we get into our ratings, you know I love asking you hypothetical questions. Okay. We've already discussed how we would handle this. So I want to know, what is your going theory for what's happening to the teenagers? Oh, that's a good question. Are they in an alternate reality? Because at first I thought some sort of gas or supernatural being has taken all of their parents. But my thought on the alternate reality or if they're in some version of, I think it's called the upside down in Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. is the fact that Cassandra, when she flipped a coin, got tails four times in a row. Yeah, that was weird. She couldn't not get tails. So I feel like they're in some other dimension where Mm -hmm. things like that are more probable. I believe. What about you? I think that's a good explanation. I'm also a sucker for conspiracy theories. So I think it could be a government experiment. Ooh, yes. I love those twists. So they're trying something on this town. And unfortunately, these kids are caught up in the experiment. I love that. Well, there's a lot we could discuss on that, but we don't want to get into spoilers. So let's just go ahead and give our rating for The Society on Netflix. BJ, what would you rate The Society? I would rate it Would Watch Again Seriously. Nice. I was really engaged in this whole setup. Like I mentioned before, I'm not actually familiar with Lord of the Flies. So even though this plot isn't novel, it's novel to me. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It just gets funnier as I think about. First thing, it's novel to me is a pun. But then also, like, I ain't read, like, the rest of y'all, so this is new to me. This is a new story. This is a whole new world. No Aladdin, though. I love that. And I like enough of the cast. I thought they were engaging. So I would definitely want to see how this goes. I think it's one of those things where you have to enjoy the chaos because things are just going to get worse. And I'm ready to see how things get worse. And knowing how Lord of the Flies ends... I'm interested to see how they're going to stretch this out because this show has already been renewed for a season two. Yeah. Interested to see how they're going to keep this story going and if they are going to go towards the Lord of the Flies ending. I would love to see if the adults are integrated back in and what that looks like. Or you even suggested a special episode of checking in on the adult only town because there is so much more room for destruction because adults just have 25 plus years on these kids of knowing how to destroy other people and themselves. Guns would show up a lot sooner with adults. That's for sure. Uh, For my rating, I have two. For our listeners, I really liked it. So I would recommend they watch again seriously. It was a great pilot. But for me personally, it's not quite my genre. So for people like me who are not quite into this genre of television. It's kind of like how you have a super high bar for comedy that to engage you. I feel similarly about this sort of content. But I would recommend for people like that to find their closest friend to explain it to them. Because that's what I love about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You love that show. It's not quite for me, but I am interested in the stories. So... Mm. 
checking in with you once you watch and you let me know what happened to everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. It's got an interesting mystery, but this is not a funny show whatsoever. Yes. So I would just love for you, like you've done with both seasons of Chilling Adventures, to just walk me through a where are they now? I can potentially do that for you. You can. Thank you. If you want to find out what else we recommend you watch or have a friend watch for you, head to our website, thepilotpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send thoughts, feelings, meal prep recipes, how you would survive an apocalypse to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.